0: Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC Chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Stephanie Hubka, the 2023 Vice President of Membership and Outreach, as well as a member of the pod squad here at the Metro DC Chapter of ATD.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Christina Eanes, the Vice President of Marketing
0: and Communications. We also have Helena Hodges, our Vice President of Finance and Operations, as our producer. And we have a really special treat for all of you today. This episode is sponsored by our fabulous chapter partner, Cypher Learning. And for this episode, we are interviewing Graham Glass. Welcome,
2: Graham. Nice to be here, Stephanie.
0: We are so excited to have you, so grateful for the partnership that we have with Cypher Learning. And before we get into what I think is going to be, I'll use the word fun. Well, I think fun is a good word for today. Before we get into our topic, I'd love it if you would introduce yourself and tell us about Cypher Learning as well.
2: Yeah, thank you. So I'm Grant Glass. I'm the founder and CEO of Cypher Learning. Uh, My personal background is an educator. Um, So I used to teach uh, in higher education at the University of Texas at Dallas, computer science. Um, I founded a professional training company, teaching all over America. And the reason I founded Cypher Learning is I wanted to create a modern learning platform that would make learning fun again, whether it's mm. schools, universities, or businesses. Because it is an area that you know could really do with a a bit of fun injection, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think there are so many parts of our lives that could do with a fun injection. Absolutely, I I'm so glad that's what we're talking about today. So we're going to be talking about when learning stopped being fun. And I feel like really that's as good a place for us to dive into this as any. So I would love to hear from you why you think or why you've experienced perhaps that organizations don't prioritize fun in learning
2: well if you, a lot of it is is based on uh, what they want you to learn mm. so a lot of it is compliance let's face it it's you know it's not particularly pleasant <laughs> take a course in x there's all these legal requirements you have to step through and monitor etc um and uh, and those courses are normally not very interesting either i mean I've taken a bunch of them, so I know exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you probably have as well. Um, and, but, you know, that's, that's a small part of learning. There's a, there's a huge amount of other learning that people want to do generally to just get better at their job. Mm. You know, and I'm lucky, I, I'm a technical CEO, so I'm a computer science guy at heart. And the world of computer science is like incredibly exciting right now with things like ChatGPT. So I really want to get better at GBT, but a majority of learning platforms don't really assist you in that kind of learning so you end up just googling it or going to Twitter or some other place like that.
1: So then how how do we make so what what is the answer really? <laughs> well, what is the answer? How do we
0: do it?
2: <laughs> I'll tell you our theory my 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 theory and that is you know I'm lucky I've got two young kids two little boys and uh, and i've always really enjoyed learning and so i i kind of experiment on them a little bit and so <laughs> you know typically what happens is my 6 year old boy will learn about something and so oh daddy um what's a black hole he lo- he loves black holes ooh yeah and in fact it was quite funny in one of his cook cu- courses they were meant to classes they were meant to be making rainbows but he said oh daddy i created a black hole instead <laughs> <laughs> what, I love fat yeah so what what tends to happen is that something will come along, which is relevant to him at the moment in time. And you want to strike where the iron is hot. Yes. So then I'll say, Hey, Branson, and I'll teach him a little bit about black holes, or I might pull up my phone and show him a quick, you know, video of it. And he's really enthusiastic about it. And then that passes and he's on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I would say there's, there's two main things I wanted to bring out there. First of all, at that moment in time, it's highly relevant. It might not be relevant later, but humans like to learn things when it's highly relevant, and humans like to learn in bite-size. Yes. Um, you yes, know, like do. I used to do a lot of teaching, and I was very careful, even in my courses, to not just drone on for a whole hour about a particular thing. You kind of move it around. Yes. <laughs> so, so our view is that learning platforms need to do exactly the same thing, which is strike when, when the iron is hot, make it relevant, make it bite-sized, but then you can do other fun things to jazz it up. So everyone's got a little bit of a competitive urge. And it's actually amazing. It's like this built-in human thing. I mean, my, my kid's learning math right now and we were on vacation and he was getting bored. So we had a little, you know, little iPad thing. Yeah. But they really like leveling up. You know, it's like, yeah. daddy, I'm on level four now. I'm on level five. So if you can make it where you're learning and it's relevant and it's bite-sized but there's also a little bit of a leveling up feeling Mm. you know, a little bit of gamification involved, then you can make it really entertaining.
0: I think that is, it it makes a lot of sense to me. And I think you've touched on two very important things. Gamification, first of all. I mean, how many of us don't have games on our phones (laughs) that we play in between meetings or at night when we're relaxing or something like that? And there is that little boost, you know, (laughs) when you, you get up to that next level. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. But I think you've also described something else that's very relatable, which is the concept of that Wikipedia rabbit hole. You go off and you look for some information. And the next thing you know, you are building your knowledge base by clicking on things that sound interesting in the moment and relevant. And before you know it, two hours have passed, but you're actually quite a bit smarter. And there's a reason that so many of us enjoy doing that. I think it really ties to that in the moment. What is interesting to me right now? And how am I capitalizing on that?
2: Yeah. And and human brains love learning. I mean, they I do. don't know all the neuroscience, but I'm pretty sure that every time you learn a new little thing, there's that yeah. little burst of yes. neurotransmitter, <laughs> <it was> <laughs> Dopamine gets true. Yeah. And so, and, all yeah. the good stuff. <laughs> and I love the idea of like the binge learning. I mean, I'm, I'm just oh, same yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example about how I personally learn. Mm. So take ChatGBT. So ChatGBT yeah. comes along and actually it seems like a decade ago, but it was only like a month ago or something. And then suddenly everyone's talking about it. So obviously, if you're a technologist like I am, you want to learn about it. Right. But what you do is you probably go to, I, I'm on Twitter and I notice there's a cool thing about that. And I click the link and I learn a little bit, but then that takes me to another link and another link. And I'm like, hey, I'm in a, I'm really enjoying this thing. I don't want to stop. And, you, and before you know it, two hours has gone. Yeah. But you've learned a lot of stuff. But all of that is happening kind of in a vacuum. Um, there, there's no platform like, monitoring your progress, quizzing you, verifying you, gamifying it, so like you're competing against the other engineers. I'm not saying it's bad. I just think it could be more efficient. And so, for example, from what I would like for my son is that if he's interested in black holes, he should be able to go to a little app hmm. and see a really good content of black black hole and then click, I want another one like this. Mm-hmm. Now I want to look at quasars. Now I want an alternative view of quasars. I want to check that I understand what I'm doing. And then allowing that person in the moment to, you know, learn as little or as much as they want.
1: Yeah. So this leads me to be extremely curious about the different platforms, because I know you have several that you have created at Cypher Learning. Can you share a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah. So we we have actually only created a single platform that we're calling the Cypher Learning Platform. Mm -hmm. But we have different branded versions targeted for different market sectors. So, um, so the the brand for the the cipher learning platform for K through twelve is called Neo. Mm-hmm. The one for for businesses is called Matrix. You might see a little bit of a connection between cipher, which is the yes, the, the Judas guy uh, yeah. in in the movie The Matrix. Yes, we like the word <laughs> cipher because it means something that's being unlocked, and we like mm-hmm. to think about it as like unlocking knowledge. Yeah, and this and the movie The Matrix had. That amazing way to like upload any content to your head, so there is an education angle. I love it. <laughs> but in both cases, they're they're world class, award winning, and one of the things that people love about our platform is it's extremely engaging. So if you're an educator like myself and you want to create educational content, you want to make it so it's really fun, surprises and delights people, takes twists and turns as you go. And it's, it's a corporate system. I mean, it, it matches the best of the best out there in terms of their features, but it's all about doing it in a way that's more creative and more fun. And, you know, I think I might mention my son's called Branson, and he was named after Richard Branson. Hmm. Oh. And the thing I love about Richard Branson is the fact that the Virgin brand is, always, is all about being fun and thinking differently and oh, yeah. disrupting industries. So that's basically what we're doing in the field of learning platforms.
0: I love the fact that that's the space that you're in. And I think in a way it kind of sells itself because people love fun. They want to have fun, except, and this is an interesting except, in the world of work, we so often eliminate that. We Mm -hmm. take it out of the equation. If we're doing compliance training, it has to be serious. It cannot be fun. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are or perhaps what you might recommend if you want to sell the concept of fun to maybe your team or your boss or your organization, if that's not the mindset that they are used to being yeah. in.
2: Well, I'd be happy to, Stephanie, and we'll cut you a special deal for an enterprise. <laughs> <organization>. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, but, uh, so I'll try and give you an overall end-to-end scenario of yeah. how, how we want corporate learning to, to trend to be. Because compliance is like one very, very, very small part of learning. Yes, that's so right. If, you know, if I'm a computer, I, I, let's just say I'm an engineer at Cypher Learning. Mm. So, there's a whole range of things that I want to do that number one helps me in my job, it helps my career path, keeps me satisfied that I'm actually, you know, upgrading myself as a human as I go, um, and it's, you know, it's keeping me, it's keeping me up to speed with everything. And so typically what might happen is, let's just say ChatGBT comes along, and you would like your enterprise learning platform to start promoting ChatGBT as something that would be a good thing for you to learn. Because not everyone knows about it. Some software engineers might, some not. So let's just say um, the head of engineering in Cypher Learning says, hey, I've heard about this ChatGBT thing, and I think that these following job titles, it makes a lot of sense to get good at them. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to add a new competency to these three job titles that just says, how to use ChatGBT to supercharge your coding skills. And maybe I'll do another one, which is how to use ChatGBT to add artificial intelligence to your product. So somebody in the the organization, could be the learner, could be the manager, says, here are a few more competencies. Now let's just say you're an engineer. and Bing, I get a notification. Hey, there's a cool new thing that you might want to learn about. Chat GBT, and here are the specifics. Click here to get started. So you go. So it's like, okay, great. I've heard about this thing. Click to get started. And now what you want to do is you want to make all of these really nice, ideally tagged by AI, because no one's going to sit down and do this themselves, the best content that's private or public on the web. And um, And so the first video pops up, and you listen to it. It's like, it's not really... It's not speaking to me, this video. It's like mm. too corporate. It's not that relevant. But I don't want to go back to Google and search. I don't want to go to Twitter. I just click a button that says, show me the next, show me another version of this. Mm. Now, another one pops up. Hey, that's actually really good. And then it goes, well, you know, you can earn 10 points towards the gamification of learning in engineering if you can answer these three questions about what you just mm-hmm. saw. So you do a few questions; it gives you a few points. Ha ha! Now I'm beating my fellow teammates because I'm <laughs> racing up, I'm living up in engineering. And you go through that process; you had good, good fun. It was all bite size. You can do it in a cafeteria break or whatever you want. But then later on, it goes, "Hey, by the way, three new really good bits of content have come about that are related to ChatGBT. Do you want to check them out now or not?" And I think, "Hey, not only would that be good, but I can get another 15 points over my team members." <laughs> so so what i'm trying to show you is that you know uh, job titles change over time and there's lots and lots of new things that come and go and if you can have a way that anyone can just add to this list you know um almost effortlessly people can consume bite-sized learning chunks whenever they want it doesn't even have to be at work it could be you know i'm waiting in line for a pizza joint um and then, and then jazz it up and make it fun so you can compete against your Fellow colleagues, but also once you've learned it, it's starting to feed you additional related things. That to me is like nirvana. Mm. And our platform already has a majority of what I talked about, and it will have everything before the end of the year. So that's, but that's the same experience that I want for my kids at school. So everything I've just described is not just a corporate thing, it's actually a a kind of a broader view of a learning platform.
1: Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. There's a couple of things I love uh, with that. One, it sounds like ease of administration is amazing. And then two, the autonomy and agency that it gives learners to take control
2: of their own Mm -hmm. learning. Exactly. And it's interesting. As part of my job, I talk with a lot of analysts and quite a lot of the analysts when they're talking about, um, some people call it skills development or competency-based learning. But in a lot of corporations, it's like this Massive moonshot, like we're going to create competency maps for everything in our organization. And after three years, this thing is like <laughs> baked in clay, and then that's what we're going to use. It's like, but what about GBT? Oh, hang on, let's go back and spend another year. You know, <laughs> nobody wants that. People want it's very fluid. Yeah, people want to add and subtract. Like right? maybe there are things that don't make any sense anymore. Yeah, and as you mentioned, it doesn't have. It shouldn't always be top down. So yeah. people say, hey, I want to learn this thing right now. I don't care whether it's a, a job requirement or not. But one of the things that we're really big fans of is making these um, measurements of skills um, verifiable and reliable. Mm-hmm. So there are platforms out there that literally just say, hey, what are you good at? I'm good at this. Great. I'm going to trust you. And so it's a <laughs> manager saying, hey, you know, what's the current skill level across all these competencies? Oh, well, Joe says he's good. Well, is he? I don't really know. <laughs> so we you know we are taking a little bit of a rigorous tack. You don't have to answer the questions if you don't want them to be measured, but you're gonna get more credibility if you can actually you know verify your skills.
0: I really like that. And it gets me thinking too, there's probably a pretty decent impact on businesses yeah. as learners are having fun and as they're really experiencing that. I'd love to hear a little bit from you as far as what kinds of impact businesses can experience when people are having fun. Are we seeing things like greater retention or, you know, increased knowledge transfer? What does that tend to look like?
2: Yeah. And the, so that, that's a great question. And there's two ways to look at this whole thing, one of which is Is I want to stop people quitting, and that's kind of like that's. (laughs) I mean, it might it might be true, but that's not a very inspirational way of looking at it. Or uh, I'm able to create my dream team where everyone is working Mm. at peak efficiency, and 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 I much prefer the dream team way of looking at things. Like if you get the right learning platform, that can help you to create your dream team, and uh, by making it fun, because there are there's always whatever team it is, your marketing team, your sales team, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. But if you can get them the the content that they need quickly, they're more just likely to take the time to to kind of upskill. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's interesting though. I mean, I wasn't aware of this, but it is one of the main reasons that people leave a job is because they feel like they're stagnating.
1: Yeah,
2: that's um, right. And, you know, these days, things are moving faster, so you do not want to be left behind.
1: Oh, Absolutely. Now, before we get to our rapid fire questions, which we do at the end of every episode, what do, else do you want? What are some final things you want our viewers and listeners to know about Cypher Learning?
2: Well, So I would say, you know, one of the things that people, ex- when they first view our platform is, it's just absolutely beautiful. You know, we wanted to make it like a, an Apple-like user interface. Yeah. And people, when they see something that's beautiful like that, they tend to think that, well, maybe it's beautiful, but it doesn't have the features that they want. Right, but we're also a very innovative company. So the way that we've built our features are really, really well thought out. So then people realize, wow, you've actually done a really nice job. As an educator, I can create content that's so much more engaging than I could in other platforms. Yeah, but then they think, but there must be something else missing. Maybe you don't integrate with as many things, or you're not as corporate uh, as. And that's one of the things I want to convey to your viewers is that we've got it all. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a big compromise, like, does it have to be a nice user experience or well thought out or in integration, you can actually get a platform that does it all in one nice package. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I will say once again, it's like, it's, it's a very important mission for me personally. And it's because I'm an educator, I've taught 1000s of people over my life. But it's even more important to me now I've got two kids. And so, you know, when I'm thinking about the direction of the company and making things fun, um, just making things for my own family that I would do uh, is an incredibly motivating thing for me.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and uh, as an entrepreneur myself, I'm speaking on behalf, well, I'm gonna, just going to speak on behalf of the entrepreneurs out there. I also appreciate <laughs> that you have a version of the platform for us, you know, that it's not yes. just being sold to big companies. <laughs> yeah, that we, yeah can we do. So, and too. that's called
2: Indy. Yeah, um, and Indie is is basically a subset of Matrix. So you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to sell courses to other entrepreneurs, you don't need necessarily these enterprise integrations and, right, right, and yeah. manager roles and all this kind of stuff. So what we try to take is is like the energy of our platform and have a smaller version that was you know relatively low priced for individuals. And I wish I had had that when I was teaching at college because I got really good at teaching computer science. And if I could take all of my lectures and package them up using Indie, I could have probably retired 20 years
1: ago. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's great. Did I say that? <laughs> and I
0: think it's okay you did. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. We are at that point in the episode where we ask rapid fire questions. Okay. Just and actually- let me buckle in then. <laughs> I love it. We usually recommend it. I love it. <laughs> you know, normally it's just, it's three simple questions that require a simple answer, but I think we need to add a fourth one Ooh, and, and we'll good. start out with it. So Graham, r- do we take the red pill or the blue pill? I would take the blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so (laughs) now let's get to uh, the original rapid-fire questions. Mm -hmm. So the first question, what is one book that everyone must read and why?
2: Well, so I don't know if anyone, one of the books that really changed my view of artificial intelligence was a book called The Society of Mind by Marvin Minsky. And it was written a long time ago, way before any of the latest versions of AI. But it really describes the human mind or a mind in general as really a b- being a collection of much smaller agents that interact with each other. And when I listen to my internal dialogue, a lot of the time it's like I can kind of tell, like, yeah, there's <laughs> one part of me which is thinking this, another part of me this. So I, I found that, you know, I'm a, I'm passionate about AI, even though I don't personally build AI. We, we, we've we infused our platform with a lot of AI. But, um, but, yeah, I would say the society of mind is, is a classic. I'm going to have to check that out.
1: Yep. Absolutely right. Okay. Of course, in addition to the Cypher Learning Platform, what is one tool that you can't live without?
2: This is going to sound horrible. Notepad. No, I love it. <laughs> so, and I'll tell, you the, I'll tell you the reason is yes. I'm actually very old school when it comes to a bunch of things. And I'll have, you know, on, on the Mac, their little notepad thing, I'll have like 20 windows open and that's where I've all <laughs> of my thoughts. Absolutely. Now, I have to say it's like extremely non-innovative, but honestly, notepad is pretty handy.
1: Right. Okay. So, Sometimes the works, simplest. It works. Yep. It's <laughs> the best, right?
2: <laughs> or pieces of paper.
1: <laughs> I'm yes. with you on that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A final question. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
2: This is another really good one. Um, I would say it's the phrase, life is not fair. Mm. And that's helped me to get through a lot of tough times in my life. And it was when I was a kid, I remember I was in my, I think it was history class. And I had a teacher who was quite gruff. Mm-hmm. He, he looked like an old sissy monk or someone. <laughs> and uh, somebody whispered right before I had to go, he was about to let class out. And he said, boys, stop what you're doing. Who, who made that noise? And nobody owned up for it. And he goes, okay, if no one's going to own up, you are all going to be staying in class uh, and you're going to miss the school coach. Ooh. So I whispered to my friend, I go, that's not fair. Mm. And then he said, glass, that's my last name, glass, stand up. Oh, so I stand up and he goes, why don't you share with us your pools of wisdom with the rest of us? <laughs> Which is, you know, it's like, so I had to stand up and I go, well, sir, I said, that's not fair. And he goes, why don't you think it's fair glass? I said because you know I didn't say didn't do the whisper, but I'm going to have to stay in, and that that's most of us. And he said, "You know what, Glass? This is one of the most important things you are ever going to learn in your life." What's that, sir? That life is not fair.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, but it stuck with me because there are times where things don't go wrong in your life, yeah. and you know sometimes I oh that's not fair, that's nice, like Graham life isn't always fair. You have to, you know, keep moving on. So I found that that allows me to be really determined with a lot of grit. I don't give up. And when tough times, I always remember that teacher, life is not fair.
0: That's a wonderful way to learn that. You know, I think a lot of us learn that lesson at some point in time. And a lot of times it's that self-discovery, but the way that you learn that, I think that story is going to stick with me. And I feel like (laughs) I've learned a few times that life isn't fair, but I mean, that's, that's a really powerful way to think about it. I'm really glad you
2: shared that. And, and he did it in a way that's very English humor. Yeah, it was, it was, it was <laughs> all kind of tongue in cheek. <laughs> you know what, Glass? You just learned the most important lesson in your life. And, and, <laughs> and I think and, that's and, the reason it, I love it. And I did. I mean, the very fact that I remember that one memory out of so many. Yeah. It's yeah. a testament to, to his teaching abilities. Yeah.
0: Oh, without question. Without question, and you know, really, to yours for sharing that story with us today as it's we wrap up.
2: on through generations, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think a few of us are probably going to take that and continue the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, I, I can't thank you enough for being here. First of all, the conversation absolutely lived up to what I hoped for. When you talk about fun, you hope it's going to be fun, and this was fun. So I want to thank you right. for bringing that to us and to our listeners and viewers. And of course, I also want to thank Cypher Learning for being a really phenomenal partner to Metro DC ETD. We are really grateful for your support and yes. you know, really glad to have you here with us today to chat. So thank you. Yeah, for
2: thank here. you so much, guys. It was, it was, had a really good fun. So, Stephanie and Christina, um, that was was a really fun 45 minutes of my life.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad about that. It was great for us as well. And of course, a big thank you to all of us in our community for listening. And before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Are you interested in partnering with
1: our chapter? For more information, visit dcatd.org forward slash partnerships dash sponsorships.
0: Would you like to be even more involved in our wonderful community? Go to DCATD.org and click on Volunteer to get started.